I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. We would like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land that we're recording on, the Keech, the Chumash, and the Tongva people, and pay respects to their elders, past and present. Salad or Dolly, through a great party, we all drank Bacardi, it got kind of gnarly. We're light as a feather, we're tougher than leather. Together we're weirder, we're weirder together. Don't you worry, don't you worry, child, heaven's got a place for you. Don't worry, baby. No, I'm only worrying. I, I like that chorus. I, just heaven's got a place for you. I think it's plant. Place means like you're going to die because it's like, oh, no, it just means when you die, you'll have a place. It's a position. You got a position in waiting. Right. There's going to be when you get in there, they're going to say, hey, step this way. We've been expecting you. Mm. Got a nice little settee or mm-hmm. a love seat with mm-hmm. the beverages of your choice. Mm-hmm. Maybe some friends and family. Maybe Grandma Tilly's there. Aww. Wouldn't that be nice? Yeah. And they're waiting. They said, Ioni, we've been expecting you. And now it's time to get to work. Yeah, don't worry. Don't worry. Unlike the lyric of, um, was it because I lied when I was 17? Yeah, Travis. Yeah. That's that's a song that's like, that basically says worry. Yeah, that just says. Worry. Things are not going to work out okay. Yeah. Was it because I lied when I was 17? Yeah. This is like, even if you lied, there's a place for you. I, is it place or plan? In the place. Way. Yeah. Heaven's um, got a place for you. Swedish. I, 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 I wish Swedish I could, band? Swedish house mafia. <laughs> I mean, listen to that. I don't think of the maf- Swedish mafia people in Sweden, but I'm sure there's mafia everywhere. In the house music community, the mafia are strong. Yeah. yeah I, I could see that, I guess. Serious gangster vibes. Yeah. Ah, deck the halls. Right. With I Bowls know. of Holly. We have been celebrating. We've been. Kissing under the mistletoe. I know. And we went to a very Kardashian party. Was- oh, we, so people don't know if they don't live in LA. I think because people think that everything is like a world of influences and everything, but there's like another level of parties which are private. People put their phones away. Mm. No one's taking photos. Mm-hmm. No, this, it's, it's a world of secrecy. The Illuminati, if you will. <laughs> you know, And it's not- um, Sacrificing ev- virgins, drinking blood, all that sort yeah, of thing. It's yeah, it's trapdoors, underground worlds. Yeah, secret bookshelves. It's rams, all there. horns, masks. Yes. Capes. And it's not what you think it would be. It looks all very, you know, brick, w- br- white brick buildings and pretty, you know. Mm. What color brick would they be expecting in their fantasies? <laughs> I'm just thinking of those those beautiful houses that I that I fetishize, which yeah. are kind of traditional, maybe 40s, yeah. Hollywood, old school Hollywood homes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they often have brick, sometimes yeah, yeah, not painted, sometimes painted <laughs> so Like we white. really went from the height of debauchery and scandal down to brick <laughs> detail. Um, no, but we did go to a very fun, very private Hollywood party. Hard to talk much about without, you know, we can't really give away any details, except we did see Lisa Vanderpump and Ken Todd there. Yes. Which is uh, enough said. I enough mean, come said. on. It's come like, on. You just, just imagine, you can imagine the rest. Yeah. Also, I saw... Um, 
uh, <laughs> Trixie Mattel, but who right. I thought yeah. was Katya, and right. so I was gagging inside. Like, so why? Wait, over Trixie's it. the one that has the motel. Yes, and so, but you don't like Trixie as no, much. No, I love Trixie, but you know, you're not you're not aware of your level of being starstruck. Like, if if I were to say to you, name people you would imagine being starstruck, you mm. would think, oh, this person, that person, this person, but. Sometimes I am surprised oh. at the people I am starstruck right. by. But Katya, I when I thought Brian, that's Trixie's name, was uh Katya. Okay, was, these are these are YouTubers, these are drag queen YouTubers for people who don't know who yeah, they are. Very funny. Very funny. Yeah. And they're a duo at times. Anyway, but but I realized I would have been just I was being I'm usually not obnoxious, but I was like pacing around. Are you? Are you were trying to get some attention? Did you see me? I didn't know what was going on. I kept seeing you <laughs> glancing. You were really doing that. Like you seemed to be your eyes moving in all kinds of directions. I was just like, Looking how do tweaked. I get in on this? But I just then I just I usually don't go that hard. Yeah, but you didn't even you never had a conversation. I'm sure. No. Katya would have loved to chat. It was Kat- It wasn't Katya, but in my mind, oh, it was Trixie. Yeah, yeah. but okay. you wouldn't have. Yeah, oh, so right, because Trixie is more the one that has the overlap with some of the reality TV. Yes, yes. Well, too, I forgot about that. Yeah, like, like that was Real more... Housewives of Utah. Yeah, that's right. Where they all go out to the Trixie. It's motel funny. It's like it. I guess there is a big world with uh, in with the real the real. What is it called? Real TV? The reality? Yeah. <laughs> Have you never heard that phrase before? Yeah. I'm renaming it Real TV. Oh, that's great. It's way catchier. <laughs> I think it, you might help it take off because it really this hasn't really taken off yet. I think the name's the problem. Um, but yeah, well, it's like music or acting. Like musicians all basically know each other. Like at the end of the day, it's not like I could pick up the phone and call Eminem or something. Yeah. But, but basically musicians kind of are loosely in community. I'm sure reality TV and stars. And I was recently some- saying to May Martin mm-hmm. at something, um, May was saying like Hollywood is kind of a small town in a sense, like a community. And I was like, yeah, kind of like, I don't know if we were really buying it because it's a huge industry and it but we liked that idea and and sure the longer you're in it the more i guess you you know there's circles and it comes around and you know we get texts once in a while from old school movie stars and yeah, starlets yeah. And, and people but then people also just drop out it's yeah. amazing like that's i remember hearing mark maron talking about that with some he always felt with some admiration about people that just like left town and yeah. went and like led another life because yeah. it does seem hard to but even when we went to australia for a year it felt it was so deeply refreshing to oh, sort yeah. of just step out of the rat race for a minute for sure but then i noticed when i started missing la was when i was watching the Kardashians just to sort of see Calabasas, even though ah the bright lights of Calabasas, I don't, how we yearn for them. <laughs> I don't live there. I've been there. never heard you mention a yearning of Calabasas <laughs> before we were in Australia. <laughs> I've been in Calabasas twice, but um, I I just like started craving L.A. and mm. New York. Mm. It's but, a specific thing, but I wanted to talk but, a little bit about. But I love Australia, and I crave you know I want it all for I, sure. Polly. I'm a poly. You're 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 a poly national. Yeah. Yes. We um, yeah. They they. I wanted to talk a little bit about your the exit from the party because you did something <laughs> deeply in character that is still <laughs> like we've been together over 15 years, mm-hmm. coming up to 20 years, 
And I still not made sense of this thing that sometimes when you you fall over, we all fall over, right? <laughs> happens to everybody. <laughs> happens to the best of us. You fall in slow motion. <laughs> and I'm just not sure of what's- It's like in this case, you were wearing some boots that had a very and high And I heel. don't usually wear- I mean, like I took- We were doing some singing at this party because it's the Christmas time of year. And I had to, I took off one of my boots to stand because the, I, I not only do I not often wear heels, but these boots were like crazy tall. Yeah, yeah. Did you like how tall I was? Oh, it was fantastic. I leant on your shoulder like a <laughs> <laughs> under. I cradled. Yeah, you cradled I had you me. in a headlock yeah, all yeah, night. Yeah, yeah. No, but yes, I was leaving, and there was a uh, like a. I like that. <laughs> you're like. Ugh. So wait, there was like some some brick or a pathway and we're waiting. Little for- white brickwork, as we were discussing. <laughs> exactly. the, the white brickwork that you would not necessarily associate with the Illum- Illuminati. No. Um, you, your heel got lodged in it or something. And I did that slow-mo. But look, I'm these like are the Spider-Man. Details. These I'm- things happen. It's just the way you fall is so particular because it's literally like someone saying, play this in slow motion. <laughs> and the, the feeling it brings up in me is that like, when things happen quickly, I perceive them as being out of control. Right. When things happen slowly, they feel like a choice. <laughs> and I think I'm just amazed watching you fall, because I've seen you fall several times over the decades, and it's always slow, and it always seems like there's multiple chances for you to regain control of well, the situation. Well, one was when a dog slammed into me in the dog Still, and, and not, a, not a quick fall, a real just like you know what's spaghetti happening? legs happens. In my mind, I'm thinking- my mind slows down, so mm. I'm very good in in a in in an emergency like an emergency moment. I have this wonderful ability to slow down. I don't know if it's wonderful, but where your my mind is sort of thinking. No, no, you do. If there's a problem, you actually go into quite yeah. clear headed. If there's a little problem, I become hysterical, yeah, yeah. like Diane Cannon in Heaven Can Wait, like shrieking for nothing. Mm-hmm. Little things, I'm neurotic, nightmare, like losing it, like, you know, shrieking. Yeah, yeah, like a change of restaurants, if there's a plan change or something like that. That throws me for a good 20 minutes. Um, And then if there's a loud noise, I'm like a wreck. But if something true, like an earthquake, like a slow car, well, it's not a slow car accident, a car accident, my I slow down. No, I get the mind slowing down part. It's the body slowing down part. I don't know. Is there something to that? It's like my mind is saying, you can catch yourself. You You don't need to fall completely. And so I don't know if it's some weird uh, physics thing. I wonder if you aren't doing it slowly, but as someone who's deeply enmeshed with you, <laughs> if I'm watching it happen in slow motion, like we should ask our friends who are with us at the valet. Like, yeah, was that as slow, slow or as not? Looked? But I do think it's that thing with with a partner. Like for you, when you're telling a story or something, like you know, the, your famous "I have a dream" speech, like <laughs> that that gap in. <laughs> Between yes. I have a dream and the rest of the speech, where you really did land the plane, it felt like an eternity to yes. me, but it wasn't. I think it's more just like how invested I am in the fall, maybe. Yeah, because this would mean I could control my body in such a way like a yogi or something. Mm. And I don't know. The only, the only time I really did two times control something in a weird way was those that-, that you The know, weather? Not the weather. Oh, but you know, there used to be this woman whose mom was a was supposedly a witch. This this um in the fashion world. Okay. And this is when my friend worked for O Pictures, and they would be doing huge campaigns, big, you know, with, uh, you know, the biggest photographers of the nineties, huge budget 
commercials, da 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 da. And this woman, this white woman and her mom, what they said the mom was a witch and can control the weather. And they used to sometimes hire her because if there was a shoot coming up hmm. in Hawaii or whatever, and they're like, what does Maria's mom think? That was a pretty pretty big budget, I guess. So you can just bring in the witch to well, control the weather. Well, they would just say to Maria, yeah. who was in the fashion world, yeah. does your mom think it's really going to rain? Oh, so she didn't have to be on set. No, on not necessarily. Because then if it's raining, you do a cover shoot or whatever. Wow. Isn't that funny? That's wild. I always think it's funny when things seem legit. Like this is like not a seance where you're hiring someone. This is like a proper fashion. It just always strikes me when you hear of politicians consulting a psychic mm. or, you, you don't know. You hear that that often anymore. <laughs> the crossover with that. It's more likely, but even honestly, like religion, like when I see a, a, a political figure in prayer, in a, particularly in a um, demonstrative way, uh, like like praying about an issue or something, like because I I get nervous. Yeah. Because I think it's interesting. There's a very uh, not exactly the most um, t- topical reference at the moment, but David Ben Gurion, who was a figure in Israeli history, he did say something very interesting once that I remember hearing. That someone said, "Do you pray?" Because traditionally in the Bible, when leaders like political leaders were meant to pray, he said it's called thinking. Mm. And I always thought that was so cool. Yeah. 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 I mean, I wouldn't want it to dominate. If you like it as part of your life, fine. But it's but, private. It's private. We yeah. don't need to see the leader, you know, shaking it with a pope or whatever. Yeah. I mean, if, if it's just something that's happening, but not the the whole thing. So my other thing, quickly, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm at me. a carnival and you know those, that ride where you stick to the wall and it's going yes. around. And we, we, we call it the Gravitron in Australia, but maybe it's the Tilt-A-Whirl. I think it's Gravitron. Yeah, 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 something. And I was doing it and for some reason I was feeling like overweight at the time. And I thought I was so insecure about being overweight. This is what I was thinking. I was like a teenager. And I thought, I'm I'm so heavy. This won't even hold me up against the wall, I'm thinking. And I started sliding down the wall. Oh my gosh. Which is like near, is that second like possible? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, then, yeah. And, and so I thought, wow, maybe your mind can really control, but there must be a reason. I'm very into science. Hmm. Although there are mysteries in the world, <laughs> yeah. like I fall very slowly. Together we're weirder, we're weirder together. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I had an experience that was a little bit transcendent or mysterious to me the other day. Uh, the next morning after that party, we were out Saturday night. Then Sunday morning... We got up to take part in this thing called Letters to Santa, Mm -hmm. which is a great charity that's run by Steve Albini's wife, the famous Chicago producer. Um, And his wife, I guess they've done it for like 15 years or something. Mm -hmm. And it's a 24-hour marathon of uh, comedy, improv, and 
music and just different, and they live stream it, and they they raise money for families in Oakland, California that can't afford Christmas presents for their kids, and it's really yeah, sweet, so good. But um, I went and did it, and I did I did the eight a.m. session. They tried to sell me on Will Oldham always does the five a.m. session. I, I Will Oldham is one of those people that he has like kind of good insight and good taste in things. So for a moment, I considered. Then I was like, I'm not doing the five a.m. session. I'll do any anything from seven a.m. But I I performed my set and. It was because it was 8 a.m. There were very few people in the theater. It was probably 10 people, you know, probably more at home watching on the live stream. But I played my set on stage and sitting in the front row was Steve Albini watching me, not on his phone or anything. And I had the realization, I was like, this is a music industry nightmare. Like, like this is actually the kind of nightmare a young indie or punk musician would have of having to play their songs to an empty theater with just Steve Albini sitting in the front row. But it went really well. And it made me, it's not like he didn't, it was, wasn't like he came up to me and was like, oh, I loved it or anything. But just getting through that type of thing and realizing like, like it's the, it was the equivalent of like realizing you're naked or yeah. something, giving a speech, like yeah. so intensely vulnerable. Because for people who don't know about him, he's probably the singularly most opinionated and kind of traditionally like aggro, like kind of cynical aggro voice in the music industry. Um, so it was just um, it was and kind he, of terrifying. And what did he produce that? The Pixies, um, Nirvana, yeah. um, PJ Harvey. People I mean, who yeah, wouldn't know. Great, just, yeah. you know, classic, yeah. raw, mm. you know, great sort of punk stuff. But, um, but it was kind of cool because it made me think like how much all the nightmares we have the actual it was empowering to feel like wow that was that was what that was like the fear of playing just directly to whoever you perceive as the most judgmental person yeah. like you can project all of your ideas about a judgmental person yes. onto him and um when I, I was know. doing camping we had a table read the first or second one and Judd Apatow was literally sitting like a foot across from me watching because all the people watch the table reads to you know give notes and things. give notes and then the you know costume designer might be there certain people so they get ideas or whatever and he had a not like not even poker face a resting face that was looking just like non not amused whatsoever but did he, I was did he getting seem bummed out or did he just seem just so neutral like entirely? I was getting laughs and stuff but it was it was just, he just was, yeah, he just looked like, it was like a resting face and no adjective. You mean like a resting bitch face, they it say, It was right? no, re there was no bitch, it just was a resting. So he just looked like he was resting. <laughs> Eyes open, <laughs> yeah. But it looked slightly grumpy. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. But just nothing, not giving any. But it made you feel insecure. Well, yeah, because yeah. usually people realize they have to give something you know that's power that's pa the people who have power who, who actually don't feel like they owe anything but he's been nice to me totally backstage yeah. at largo me too, it yeah. was fine it was just uh he was just resting <laughs> <laughs> there you go yeah and how was your thing you did a little q a with Mine chelsea was hysterical. what's her name chelsea she does um trashy she has a podcast about um, uh, memoirs that that I'll remember in one second. And she, it was funny because it was going to be just an interview, 
And that was, you know, broadcast for this modern day telethon. I've got here Chelsea Devantes. Yeah. And she has Glamorous Trash is her podcast. Exactly. And I love it. I listen to it a lot. It's really good. She goes through memoirs and like the one, a a Billie Holiday memoir was very powerful. Hmm. She has guests, but it's really great. She does. So she interviewed you on stage. Yeah. So I'm, you know, I'm slightly prepared and I think we're just going to sit there. And then I, right before we go on, there's the thing that um, improv actors do, you know, comedians, which I've done. Like at UCB. Yeah. But they were just the audience were calling out things and they were doing skits and I, and we're waiting and it's going through our time, like getting into our 30 minutes that we're meant to do it. And then she whispers to somebody backstage and they're like, oh yeah, your thing is going to be, you know, you'll do a question and whatever Ioni answers, they'll improvise. Okay. <laughs> so <laughs> That's a lot of pressure. Also because you're talking about something Yours about your memoir, mm. and you're in the middle of writing it is incredibly vulnerable. Yeah. Yet you're you're also having to make it salacious or interesting enough for them to we've do sketches. Done, yeah. We've done that as the celebrity guest for improv. Yeah, monologists. But the monologists. So you go on stage with this improv group. What is it? Groundlings or uh, uh, ASCAT, UCB. Yeah, UCB. Yeah, yeah. And the audience will give a topic like, you know, Paisley, and Mm. then you'll rift like about, you know, Prince and Paisley Park and whatever comes into your mind about Mm. Paisley or whatever they say, shrimp, I don't know. And that's a little different because in your mind, you're thinking, I'm going to rift on stuff and tell a story. Riff, riff, not rift. Oh, what is rift? Rift is a a split. That's right. That's right. Yeah. (laughs) Riff, riff. Riff, riff, like a musician. But, um, it's it is quite amazing. Do, being the monologist hmm. was interesting because you're seeing your unconscious and your mind be acted out. But I do and think part great. of but part of it is that you know your job is to provide as much content sure. as possible, and they can be funny, silly, not funny, whatever. But as long as you're giving them material, but to be interviewed about your memoir, your writing, yeah. and about your ex husband and all these things, it's like it just it's very vulnerable. I was you know? thrown, but did you see some of it? Some of it, yeah, was I watched all of it. Hysterical. Like I got the, it on my phone. I recorded it. The, New York thing was quite funny because I just was, was talking amazing. about yeah. my first times in New York as a, living there, whatever. And they did a very funny bit. So yeah, it's it's you know once I relax, you know I don't like a plan being changed. Yeah. Um. And so once I was grumpy inside for a minute. Of course, I'm like, well, this is a charity. Like, don't worry. Mm. I wasn't insecure. Do you think you had a resting face at that point? I was. My resting face was smiling, but inside I was tense. Mm-hmm. But um, it was great, and it went well. And I was, you know, I wasn't. I, I, I don't. I don't get nervous improvising. I mean, improvising that would make me nervous. I don't get nervous doing like an interview. So I was, I was no. chill. Yeah, there was a great moment in that interview where you were. I can't remember how it came up, but you were talking about. You firstly, you didn't know your Instagram handle properly, which <laughs> that she was intensely impressed by. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> and you were like, I don't know, I'm just cool. I can't help it. She's like, you are cool. I want to I want to send my posts to you before I do them so you can vet them. I know. That'd I was, be a great service. Because I was thinking there must be a service that people should use for scripts that comb through things so that it's not um, insulting or racist or sexist, mm-hmm. you know, because yeah. like you'll see TV shows not that long ago and you're like, wow, how did that completely uh, – Slide through, yeah. Caricature yeah, yeah, yeah. Chinese um, yeah, yeah, caricature yeah. go through in that actor again. 
But now I'm sure they have someone who comes comes through. But you would need like a woman. Sensitivity readers. Yeah, you'd thing, need yeah. a woman. You'd need like a black man, an Asian person. You know, you'd need a lot of sensitivity. Because I don't I, know, unless do think, one person could I, do it all. I, I, I feel like I, need, could, I could do it all. I don't huh? think they need to be read individually by people who have those particular identities. It's more just you need people who are sensitive to the ways things can be interpreted. Like you kind of read yeah, by someone with a, a great... disability and someone who's got a terminal oh, sure, illness sure. and yeah, someone yeah. who's got one leg. But and, that you know. does that is like um I think we should all be trained to be smart enough to like understand what's yeah, potentially. Yeah, and then offensive. a couple times, like if for example, I was describing someone's hair and she's black and I didn't know how to dis- you know, I wouldn't know how to say yeah, I'd have to ask someone who would know, like maybe. Wait, what do you mean? Well, just certain things I, I would have to ask, like how, what, what this woman who has a black afro, but it falls down her back. Oh, how to describe the hairstyle? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I would have to ask someone who was well, black. Well, but that, that's just that's the the correct word for something. That's not about offending somebody. Yeah, right? no, yeah. for sure. And uh, and 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 the second thing I was going to say, and now I can't remember. It was. Um, can't remember. Okay, no worries. Well, then, and yesterday we had a delightful. After we did the letters to Santa thing, mm-hmm. we had our uh, our friends and our um, fellow podcasters on the Weirder Together Network, Lou Barlow and Adele Barlow, and Izzy and Alan the Baby Doll, the oh, Baby Alive, yeah. came over here. Alan and we the did, Baby Alive came over, <laughs> and we did a little live taping of the Roy Impressions podcast. It was great. And By then the a mini fire with little poinsettia uh, plants, and they did a little podcast. And it was very powerful, actually. I thought the stories were very powerful. Yeah, if you haven't checked out Roy Impressions, it's it's such a beautiful podcast because it's really about Lou and Adele's Marriage and being—it's very funny. Creative people, but they're both—they're both so. You never know so where intriguing. it's going, yeah. and it's just—it's really cool. Um, yeah, they told great stories about the way they reacted differently to and- humiliation during performance, and Adele's was very like. It was interesting. Kate pointed out it was very much like the way a little girl responds by just keep smiling, do the and Lou did the little boy thing of like throwing his guitar and a yeah. tantrum, and yeah, it was pretty revealing. I know really it cool. was really cool and funny. And then you guys sang songs, and yeah. it was great. And we had a nice little crowd. Yasi was here, and um, Binky Shapiro, who I reconnected with, who is um. Made, had made a record with Adam Green, so I saw her at Adam's thing. I know, and we only had and... Christmas cookies and wine. But then, what else do you need, baby? I know, but I always feel like I need savory, so I brought out some Ritz crackers and cheese for the kids. Unbelievable! What a what a take! Really take us through that decision. Very waspy <laughs> food, Ritz crackers. Ritz crackers, but... love it. Have a whole sleeve straight into the mouth. Ah, oh, buttery, mm, so it. buttery. Love it, and I love cheese. Yeah, I mean, who doesn't love cheese? It's like it's unbelievable that it does. The, dairy is just a grand mystery. I know. Just the fact that that comes from the teat of an animal. I know. It's like bizarre. It's not vegan, obviously. But I so think I it's, have a, guilt, it's not vegan. Yeah, but, but the fattiness of it is like I think the comfort. I do think it yeah. taps into the part well, of us that I wants w- to be breastfed. We both were not breastfed because of both for the same reasons. Yeah. Stress. And now we're cheese fiends. We're dairy <laughs> fiends. Yeah. Ilona and Enid, it's on you. I know. <laughs> um, and tonight we're going out. There's a little Australian 
music industry thing that we're going to go to. And then yeah, how did you get? What did you make you think of that? Oh, I didn't think of it. I, they they emailed <laughs> me and invited me a and, month or two ago, and and wanted to. It seemed like they wanted to know what date I was available because they wanted me to be there. So I just said I'd oh, go. Oh, that's so, nice. But then, so afterwards, we're going to go see. I'm going to go up and sing a song with Josh Radner at the Echo for his little solo tour he's doing at the moment. So we're going to bust out a Radner and Lee first time we've performed together in. It's been years. Joshy. Joshy. That's great. We love Josh. So it's it's good. It's feeling good. Feeling alive. I know. It's been a very interesting season, like very cozy and it just rained a little today and just but 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 it but you know, a lot's always going on. I I don't want to call it uh I kind of remember the word. What do you call them? Resolutions. I don't want to call them resolutions, but are you starting to conjure the energy for 2024? Yeah, I used to just do, um, I hated the cutting out of things because mm. I didn't really believe in it. I just don't believe in the quit this, quit that for the new year. Mm. So I used to like to like add this, add that. But um, yes, I want to conjure a change in this horrible time. No, but oh, I do yeah. in the world, but I do want to conjure something that's, um, I kind of feel like I've been working hard without realizing it even like internally. And I'm looking for the, 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 the reaping the what? Like the, the benefits, the rewards, the, the harvest. Re- the harvest of it. Like I want the harvest. Okay. So your commitment is to have more success. Yeah, more like success and more also just a different, like a, a surprising change of of mentality. And I've mm. been getting much more mature and more like uh, less of a, because I'm a very actressy like, yeah, I don't like this feeling. And I, I'm just very selfish aside to me, which I find, I don't know why I think it's actressy, but just... The challenge I think, I think of you find it actually because it's actually rewarded in actors because actors' ability to be completely selfish and consumed makes them good at their jobs. Right. But it makes life difficult sometimes. And I am very giving and wonderful, but I'm always uh I, I do have that kind of I want everything to be magical and mm. um I find it hard to be giving when I'm not in the mood. You mm. know, I want to give when I feel like giving and you know, I just so yeah, you're like Judd Apatow. Yeah, you don't want to have to smile and laugh to make Ioni happy because she's doing a comedic performance in front of him. <laughs> um, yeah, I want to. I, I don't even. It may be premature for me to describe, but I did have a big experience, as I think a few people did, listening to that daily episode last week about Taylor Swift. Right, and it was. I, I don't know if I can quite articulate it yet, but it made me think about how. The experience that Taylor Swift's fans are having is a little bit about Taylor Swift and a lot about what they need. They need someone to hook, like someone to project their stories onto and Mm -hmm. their feelings onto. And it made me think about generosity of performance. Right. And about how, in a way, the more spiritual approach to being an entertainer or being an artist is to actually play the role that the audience needs of you. Mm. And I think I feel a renewed commitment going to the next year to play my role, my part with some more vigor yeah. and some more just generosity and not to, to, to be careful, to be on guard against bitterness yes, or shutting sure. down and just to be, 
yeah, just to like really show up and really play and let the universe, you know, then the chips fall where they fall. Yeah. But do my part really well. Yeah, yeah. We were were talking about how I can see bitterness as as one gets older coming in. Um, And yeah, just feeling you can get, yeah, I guess the bitterness. So I'm I'm kind of on the lookout for having that not kind of come in. Yeah, another thing that I heard on a podcast recently, I listened to an episode of um, Sam Fragosa's Talk Easy with David Remnick from The New Yorker, mm. and he just said this one thing that was like really blew, my, blew me away. He said, despair is a crime against humanity mm. because we, we can't afford to despair. We can't right. afford it in terms of the environment. We can't afford it in terms of our personal lives. We, we can't afford despair. We have to Oof. fight despair. I and hate I, despair. And I it's the same principle. It's like to step in with vigor and intensity and yeah. optimism. You know? Yeah, despair is, is, is terrible. So beautiful babies. Beautiful babies. Let's. We got some fun episodes coming up. We've had we've taped some episodes with some guests that we're going to roll out over the next couple of weeks. So um, roll out the barrel. They're going to be really What's fun. What's that ones. barrel? A barrel of beer. Well, there's you do your time in the barrel. That's like roll a Hollywood out thing. The barrel. I don't know which one. I didn't, maybe you roll it out before you do the time in it. <laughs> Beautiful babies. Beautiful roll babies. out that barrel. Do your time in the barrel, but don't despair. Drink the wine in the barrel. We love you. Beautiful babies. Bye. Together we're we'll weirder. We're we'll weirder together. Acast powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most. But if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com.